Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome to another episode with me, your host, Hannah. This, I guess I'm on every episode, aren't I? So I don't know why I do that. But if you're new here, welcome. This is a mini-sode, and it's actually going to be a mini-mini-sode, so a really quick one. This episode is for those of you who may feel resistance or sometimes even defensiveness or instant skepticism when you're faced with anything that's a little bit too woo-woo or out there for you. I'm talking, you hear someone talk about human design and you're like, oh, and just like an instant gut response, right? Or you hear about someone talking astral travel and you're like, oh, roll your eyes. This is for you, okay? Because sometimes we need to move through those blocks and I'm going to show you how. It doesn't mean you have to like all those things. It doesn't mean you have to believe all those things. But it is a way to get past the instant nope factor and start looking at the, okay, I will actually look into it first before jumping to my conclusion. Welcome to Witch Talks, the series for spiritual seekers, witches, and enlightened souls. I'm Hannah the Suburban Witch, professional tarot reader, astrologer, and witch, and I hope you're ready to get up close and personal with your favorite witches. For today's segment of Hannah Help Me, I have a question from Candace, who is one of my Patreon members. And Candace says, this might be a silly one, maybe I'm watching too many series or cartoons, but do you cast a circle in your practice? And if so, How would I start one? So, fantastic question. If you know me, there are no silly questions. And I just want to start by saying not everyone uses circles. You do not have to. You can if you want to. Some traditions use circles and then you kind of have to. But in my practice, which is a little bit eclectic, I don't often. What a circle does is it, A, keeps you protected from things outside and anything that might interfere with the working that you're doing, the spell that you're doing. And it also helps you to raise energy and keep it sort of uh, in a container, right? So it does have its uses. Now, for me, personally, whenever I cast a circle, I inevitably leave something outside of that circle and then have to break the circle to go out and get it and come back in and I get all like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And a lot of people cast circles like stand and face north and then do this. And I'm like, well, you live in the northern hemisphere. I'm in the southern hemisphere. Do I stand and face north or do I stand and face south? And I get in my overthinking mind about it. (laughs) So I ended up just being like, stop it. I don't need any of that. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And usually what I do is I actually don't do a circle per se. So especially if I'm doing something like an uncrossing bath. That's usually a pretty big working for me. I will do three to seven of them, depending on what I'm needing it for. And instead of trying to cast myself a circle around the bath or around the shower or whatever I'm using, what I will do is I will actually get two white candles and I will place them at the entrance to the bathroom or at the entrance to the bath or at the entrance to the shower, whatever I want to do. And that almost like sections off that shows my boundary, right? I use the physical boundaries of the walls in the room that I am in as the edges of my circle. I get it's less even energy, but whatever. It's a protective way to keep things out and not mess with me whilst I'm doing it. It Keeps my focus high and it helps me to raise that energy that I want to raise. 
I also double that up as a cleansing opportunity as when I step through that doorway or step through those two candles. What it's doing is it's cleansing me energetically as I step through it. And you should always cleanse before any spell work, both like hygiene wise, like wash your hands, wash your body very thoroughly, more so the bigger the working but also energetically. So smoke, whatever you want to use, right? So I'll step through that as an energetic cleanse for me. It's also a mindset shift, like, boop, I am now in spell mode. And then when I leave, it's a way of like, I've broken through that, that boundary again. Sometimes every now and then, if I feel called to, to do a circle, I'll take my finger and I'll point it and I'll go diosal. So that is clockwise to bring it together. I just do it three times, usually above my head. And if I want to open that again, then I'll go the opposite way. So Wittishens, which is anti-clockwise three times. I will, however, read out another way that you can do it. That's a little bit more prescribed. And this is actually an excerpt from Psychic Witch by Matt Oren. And I remember when I read this, I thought, ah, oh, that's actually a nice way to do it. I like that vibe. So it's it's got a good feeling to it. I feel like, as I said, it's a little bit more prescribed to my usually, I don't know, higgledy-piggledy way of doing magic. But this might work for you as well. So Matt, I hope you're okay with me reading this out. I'll use it as a little promo for his book, which is fantastic. So he says to start by facing north and say, I cast this circle to create a space beyond space and a time beyond time. Spin clockwise once, pointing your finger or your wand out from your body. I cast this circle to block out any energies and spirits that are not allies of mine. You spin once more. And then say, I cast this circle so that all energies raised herein will be confined. Then you face north and raise your hand palm up to the sky and say, as above, turn the palm face down and say, so below, the circle is sealed and clap loudly. And he says to open, you move counterclockwise with your palm like opening a curtain. So Candace, I hope that has answered your question and you don't feel silly for asking it now because it's definitely a real thing. You've not been watching too many series or cartoons. So let's jump into this mini side, shall we? This is just a little one on how you can rewire your brain to new ways of thinking. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because I think it's really crucial. I've had to do this after obviously all my religious background and then coming into witchcraft. There was a lot of rewiring and rethinking that I had to do. And I think it's such an important skill to have and we don't all have it. So Let's jump into it. When I first began my business, I was meditating, working on healing myself. I mean, that doesn't stop, does it? And doing lots of work with my chakras as well. So aligning them and all the things that they're associated with. And I did a lot of thinking about how to make learning all the stuff that I was learning more accessible and successful for other people as well. Because I was finding as I would try and come to my friends and family about, oh my gosh, this stuff that I've learned, they were really closed off about it. And I was like, why? What's going on here? So you yourself may have noticed that when, you know, you began to open your mind or dip your toe into anything spiritual, you may have become discouraged really quickly or thought maybe it's too out there or woo-woo for you, right? That's what I think my family and friends were thinking in the beginning. <laughs> Look at me now, though. And even though we may want to start up a simple meditation practice, sometimes even that can feel very confronting when strange terms like chakras pop up on that meditation video on YouTube. So it is much easier to just close up, shut down and retreat back into our comfort zones. 
But when we make a habit of resisting new information, we actually reduce our willingness to learn, experience and grow. Nobody wants that. We actually need new ideas and to be open and vulnerable in order to learn. We need to be open minded, I believe, in order to get the most out of our lives. But how on earth do we do that? All right. So just pre-warning here, please do not judge me (laughs) for what I'm about to say. But I once wrote a high school essay on the myth that is global warming. And I proudly showed it off to my family. Insert major cringe face right here. Growing up in a strict Pentecostal community for some reason breeds climate change skeptics. And whilst a degree of skepticism is always essential, we can't shut our minds so tightly to the possibility that maybe, just maybe, we don't know everything about the universe. It took a lot of courage to open my mind and willingly realize my own inherent fallibility and belief bias. And don't get me wrong, this did not and this will not happen overnight. But the key to this is actually something called habit. So there are two parts to becoming an open-minded person. The first is rewiring your brain and the second is positive reinforcement. So the first one, we're going to rewire your brain. You can start by encouraging more opportunities to experience something new. Okay, now this doesn't have to be, let's say you want to get into crystal healing, but the whole idea still feels really like, I don't know if I can do that. It's a bit too out there. It's a bit too weird. So what you're going to do is something very, very simple that doesn't give you that defense mechanism. Okay, the best way I recommend is to go to your local greengrocer and choose one fruit or one vegetable that you have never eaten before. Go home figure out how to eat it. To be honest, this is actually one of my favorite things to do. I also love going into Asian grocers and picking something really strange and out there that I've never tried before to bring it home. My husband has actually had to give me a limit now, only one, one thing to bring home, just one new thing (laughs) because I get a bit carried away. It's very exciting now, but it wasn't always like this. But by doing something simple like this, you immediately have to bypass your usual defense mechanism that you usually encounter when something foreign or unknown comes across your path. And the more chances you have to try something new, the more opportunities you have to be rewiring that connection in your brain from new equals closed to new equals exciting. And that's where we want to be. So the crucial part to rewiring is actually to positively reward yourself. So if you think about bad habits that are hard to break, they're usually ones that provide an instant reward to your brain. Like cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes for a very long time. Cigarettes are a prime example. By smoking a cigarette, the brain receives the dopamine hit that it craves, making this a hard habit to break. If you have ADHD, this is 10 times harder as well because your brain is desperate for dopamine. So when we look at good habits, like some people would say waking up early is a good habit, this does not give me joy. This does not give me an immediate dopamine hit, but there are times in life where I need, I know I need that habit to get up early, like taking kids to school and those sorts of things. So I find this a much tougher to stick to habit unless I add in some dopamine myself, say like a square of delicious chocolate as soon as I wake up, which works for me because I love chocolate, but you can sub in any other treat or reward that would incentivize you to get up early like adding milk or sugar in your coffee when you wouldn't normally if you're up before a certain time. If you do this every day for three weeks, your brain will have associated waking up early with a positive dopamine hit and bingo, you've got a new habit. 
but Hannah, why the hell are you talking about fruit and early mornings? How is this going to help me in starting crystal healing or diving into meditation or learning about human design? I know it sounds a bit weird and out there, but rewiring your brain with these little tips doesn't have to be difficult. And the reason for these examples is just to put into perspective so that you can see how easy and how actionable it can be to become a rewiring pro. So the goal here is to practice being open-minded in our everyday lives before we can begin to level up into being open-minded and willing to alter our current belief systems if new information makes a better fit. It's tough, but it makes life a hell of a lot more interesting. Now, if you are keen to put this new rewiring skill to the test, I recommend you jump on over to my website and sign up for which weekly the newsletter. It comes out once a week at the start of the week and once a month, the very beginning of the month, you get an astrological forecast. So like this is where the sun's at. It's in this sign moving into this sign. And this is when we have the new and full moons. And these are the retrogrades that are going on this month. So you just get a really good snapshot of the energy. And I go into like, this is what it means for you as well. And in the middle of the month, you get a tarot guidance, which is wonderful because it's like a little fun pick a card. You get to see some different decks in play. And if you're learning the tarot, it's a good way to see how these cards can be interpreted. And if you're keen for a tarot reading, it's a great way to get a free one before taking the next step to a paid one, if that's what you're wanting. It's like a test the waters type of thing. And on the alternate weeks, I often give some fun advice. Like I did one email around all of the Saturn return details and my own little story around that. And sometimes I'll do, you know, protection magic and what I think people need to be wary of in their protection rituals. You're always going to, you know, with me, that's my big stick, isn't it? Stick? Shtick? That's my thing. I want you to be learning. (laughs) I'm, I'm a teacher at heart. I'm a Virgo son in the ninth house. I like to teach. So every piece of content that I put out there, you're going to come away with knowing something new. So jump on over and sign up to be inspired, challenged and taught something totally new every single week. Hope to see you there. Oh, and the other fun thing with me and my newsletter is you can reply. Not many people do that. I do. I love replying. I love reading your replies. I love forging connections with you. It is, that's my dopamine hit for sending it out, right? It's like, oh yay, people are reading it. People are loving it. Or people are, you know, getting something out of this. That, that just tickles my boat. So tickles my boat. What is with me today? (laughs) Tickles my fancy. I don't know. It tickles my tail. That sounds dirty. I don't know. It makes me feel really happy and I do a little dance. So jump on over. I would love to see you there. And I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world today. I will chat with you next time.